0: Hey, everyone, welcome back to Season 2, Episode 4 of the More to Life Real Estate Investing Podcast. Um, Come a long way with us as we embark on our ongoing journey, accompanied by experts, enlightening discussions and practical studies that illuminate the ever-changing world of real estate investing. Whether you're an experienced investor or a newcomer to the real estate world, More to Life podcast serves as your guiding compass for navigating everything from your first rental property to your second to your 50th and everything in between. Um, What have we been working on lately? I have a really, really cool guest here that I recently bumped into at an investor meetup and I thought he's an amazing guy and I want him on our show So I'm about to introduce him, but before I do that, um, we are rocking and rolling Um, in the last week, talking about going out last quarter of 2023 with a bang, but within the last week, we tied up, we have conditionally under contract. Both of these deals are off market. We locked up a 14 unit um, in the downtown core of Hamilton and Friday of last week, just before Thanksgiving weekend, we locked up a 12 unit um, in the downtown core of Hamilton. So fingers crossed, we can bring those two deals to the finish line, both off-market deals, kind of excited about that. Um, I'll share some more statistics on them and details if and when um, we get those to the finish line. So um, man is patiently waiting there. So let me introduce to you this amazing guest we have today. Manny is a down-to-earth individual who loves learning, spending time with his family, and playing a bunch of different sports. Manny is always trying to learn more in order to grow in the world of real estate investing. Um, he's very, very popular. Um, for, every, for those of you who don't know him, he's very popular in the Hamilton uh, space, uh, a very successful realtor and investor, uh, more importantly, in the Hamilton um, uh, space, like I said, of real estate investing. Um, like myself, Manny's favorite investing strategy is typically the Burr strategy, but he also has a ton of experience in flipping houses throughout his career. When it comes to real estate investing, Manny is no stranger to that world. He has his own properties, but he also enjoys partnering in joint venture partnerships in his projects very similar to what we do but he's obviously an industry expert um in that world of of jv partnerships burrs flips uh you name it he's done it manny welcome to the more to life real estate investing podcast thanks for being on our show pal
1: thank you so much for having me Adrian. Uh, it's a pleasure
0: yeah awesome. Um, awesome and it was
1: uh it's nice to be asked to come on to your show and uh thanks for the introduction and i think we do uh similar things in the similar market of hamilton uh, yeah I've, I've focused a lot on flips for a lot of years and now we're we're kind of uh strategizing to do different things um as as the market shifts as you know
0: yeah awesome So how long have you been in the game, Manny, like of real estate investing? How long have you been a realtor, um, so on and so forth?
1: So I've been in the game for – I've been a realtor for 12 years. I've been an investor for um, a little bit less than, uh, let's say, nine years. Um, But I've learned a lot through clients. I was dealing with a lot of investor clients. And uh, I asked a lot of questions and learned through their journeys and their – their, you know, their wins and their losses and their trades and and I was just fascinated by it. And I had to get involved myself. Um, so I haven't looked back since then. It's it's been a, an amazing journey. Uh, I've helped a lot of people purchase properties and flip properties, and uh, I decided to do it myself. Amazing! So uh, it's it's been a great it's been a great ride.
0: It's changed your life.
1: Yeah, for sure. It's uh it's it's been it's been amazing. Um uh, one of my first clients was a flipper and I learned a lot from from them flipping and uh how courageous they were taking on you know tougher properties back then in Hamilton. Hamilton used to be a tough city as you know Adrian you've been investing in Hamilton for a while. Yeah. 12 years ago. Uh, and I'm a Hamiltonian like border. Read pretty much. Um 12 years ago, people were not investing downtown core. <laughs> people were scary, scared away from downtown core. They were shying away from it, especially Hamiltonians. There's the out-of-towners that were kind of investing in, and opening our eyes really um to the possibilities of what could be. Um, you know, we we have the stigma, the Hamiltonians with downtown, and I don't understand it. Um too much, but I know in the eighties, it was a little bit of a riff rap, and then the nineties got better, but, um, but yeah, the, the out of towners actually opened the door for the, the locals to invest in the market. Um, I remember when properties were $70, $80,000, you know, and mm-hmm. people weren't buying them <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh, those same properties are five, 600,000 right now. So I've seen the changes in the city. I've seen the gentrification. And I'm actually proud of the city. I'm happy. I'm super proud. I'm super uh, happy the city has gone through all the changes. And I'm happy for all the flippers that I've helped flip the city and actually have a huge hand in gentrifying the city. Right?
0: Absolutely. I I bought my first investment property in Hamilton 12 years ago, believe it or not. Oh, and right down in the downtown core, major intersection was... Uh Main and Wentworth. <laughs> Main intersection. Uh and it was actually it's actually right next to the uh and lofts. Okay. Okay. Uh, anyways, I paid 310000 dollars for a fully renovated, it was somebody split, fully renovated uh triplex. $310, brand new. I just had to put tenants in it. Um vacant property three hundred ten thousand. still have it today i think it's well in this market it's probably worth mid sevens um in this market was probably worth a bit more obviously before rates did what they did Mm -hmm. but um yeah so i got in an amazing time obviously 12 years ago
1: 12 years ago was phenomenal time to get in and i was telling people to jump in um but they just couldn't get over the stigmas. If you grew up in Hamilton, you know, and you knew Emerald Street and you knew Barton Street and and you were part of that riff raft of the 80s, you kind of uh you made up your mind about no, it's not a good place to invest. But Torontonians seen it before. And uh I don't know if you um
0: were from Hamilton, Adrian. Never. But... No, I wasn't. I'm from uh York region, okay. So, like so- Aurora, Richmond Hill. Um, I never knew the first thing about Hamilton, other than I started investing there because my mortgage broker at the time told me you got to invest in Hamilton. It's it's going to be a city on fire and all this stuff. Twelve years ago, but I didn't even know you know all these one way streets in Hamilton and stuff like that. So to answer your question, <laughs> no, I I didn't know the first thing about the city
1: but see people like yourself investing in the city and people like the clients that I have from out of town investing in the city helped in the hand of gentrifying the whole city right and bringing up the rents, cleaning up the, the blocks, cleaning up the streets and and um it's, it hasn't looked back and it's still not at peak. I think it's it's got a lot of to, it's got a lot of space to grow and now we're the focus downtown is the condos right so all the condos are popping up and you remember what happened in Toronto when the condos started popping up? Now, I know it's not that big of a scale uh, as it was in Toronto in the 80s, the condos popping up, but those detached and semi-detached homes around, those condos are definitely going to jump up in pricing once those condos are fully occupied, right? Yeah. So I'm super excited about it. And the L, you know, LRT coming, and a lot of great things are happening in the city. And I I love seeing investors like yourself gentrifying the city, you know. Um, and I know Sandy did that, and I know Mark did that before. Um, and it's great, it's great to see that because a lot of you know Hamilton gets a lot of bad uh, publicity, <laughs> and it's changed a lot now. But huge. Um, my friends back think- in back in the day in Toronto, I'm like, come to Hamilton. They're like, for what?
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've seen massive change, massive change in the city from when I first bought my first one to now, like incredible change for sure. Yeah.
1: yeah, um, and It's going to keep growing, right?
0: There's still a lot of room to, like you said, I did a stat. I read a stat the other day with the development happening in the downtown core in the, in the condo market and the high rise. There's something like I, I read it. There's something like 23,700 units wow. coming to the downtown core of Hamilton. And this, I can't remember the project name, but it's supposed to be completed within the next five years. And that doesn't even touch on the LRT and what that's going to do for the city. So yeah. if you have property in Hamilton and you can hold on to it for another five years, you're going to look like a genius, in my opinion.
1: And and that's and that's what I've been saying to people with multi units. The single families, I, I'm not really that um, uh, keen on. You can sell them, not a big yeah. deal. But the multi family, yeah. if it has the duplex, triplex, fourplex, fiveplex, holding on to them uh, beyond the storm, which I call now the storm, <laughs> um, I think it'll be worth it. Especially if it's in the downtown core. I think downtown is just starting. It's just starting. Um, it, it's just gonna grow it's, yeah. it's just gonna grow and you know like I was telling people I, I, I took my wife downtown to Hamilton and she was like what we're going downtown she thought we were going to Toronto she's like Hamilton why are you taking me to downtown Hamilton it's like it's different now she's seen people dressing up to go downtown Yeah. things have changed a lot so I'm proud of that and happy that it's finally happening in our lifetime right? so that's great
0: Awesome. Let's talk a little bit about joint venture partnerships. And I touched upon that in your introduction. Um, And you've done and you've been involved in some JVs. So obviously I have as well, and I have my own opinion on the good, the bad, the do's, the don'ts. But anyways, in your opinion, why is a JV partnership important in real estate investing? Why is that JV partnership important to that investor? What can that do for them? What does that do for you? Why is that partnership
1: important? So JV partnership is important for multiple reasons. Uh, One of the main reasons I would say is because, uh, you know, when you're JVing, it's usually one person's assigned partner, one person's working partner partner. And usually the silent partner has money, but they don't have time. And then the working partner has the knowledge and the connections. So I think it's super important because there's people out there that want to invest in real estate, but they don't know where to start. They don't know who to turn to. They don't have the connections. Um, They don't know if they want to get into a duplex or they want to get into a fiveplex. They don't know where to go. Um, And I think it's super important for them to connect with the JV because uh, connect with the person they can partner with because that person probably has knowledge of doing that and they have the connections and they have the know-how they've done God knows how many properties, they have a portfolio. And that's super important because, you know, everything comes down to experience. Everything in life comes down to experience. Everything in business comes down to experience Cause the more experience you have, the more you've dealt with the ups, the downs, the changing of the market, the, the rates going up and you know, you know how to navigate through the money. But if you're a new investor and you're doing it on your own, I definitely think that you should consider JVing, uh, before doing it on your own. Cause you may lose a lot of money after that. Um, I've seen a lot of people get involved and think it's easy to flip properties. See a lot of people get involved and think it was easy to do a bird strategy and they lost money because they didn't have the right team around them and they didn't have the right JV. So going back to your point, it's extremely important to connect yourself with someone that doesn't, that's been doing it, that has experience and has a portfolio and has the connections, right? Like at, at the end of the day, life is about connections your network and if your network isn't strong your connections are not strong then you can't really help anybody so i think that's super important adrian when you're jving with someone and if i was to start again i would jv with someone that's knowledgeable and has a portfolio and that could walk me through what, what they've done you know and they could tell me what what i shouldn't be doing <laughs> uh, a lot of people do that you know a lot of people try to you know the secret which i you give you'll get right so i think that uh you know the first thing you should ask the jvs what you what have you done what's your portfolio what are you working on right now can i see some of your projects what are your trades charging right like these things are all super important questions that you should be asking and when i was helping people flip properties i would always say hey you call your contractors or call people out of wherever, Yellow Pages, wherever, and get some quotes for me, And then I will give you my, of what I could get. So you can compare the two, apples to apples. Work. And this time you beat their, the other people's quotes because, you know, the bigger the company, the more they have to charge, right? The more overhead, the more expenses and stuff like that. Um, so mm-hmm. I always gave people the option and that's why they decided to work with me because, I'd be completely transparent with them, right? So going back to your point, JV with someone that has experience, that has a portfolio that is doing what they're talking about, not just talking about it. Um, there's a lot of people in the industry, agent talking about it that are not doing it, right? Um, they may have been doing it in the past, but they're not doing it right now. Um, things change, right? So I'm sure when you started 12 years ago, Things have changed a lot, right? With with the properties that you purchased then and how they are now. And, you know, the landscape changes, right? So even the cost of renovations, it's not the same. When I, I was doing reno, uh, flips seven, eight years ago. I could do a full house for $40,000, $50,000. <laughs> uh, yeah. Those days are done. <laughs> so it's always good to get in contact with someone that knows what they're doing and has the crew and they won't be BS, right? It's, it's extra layer of protection, can't be BS by a contractor, by engineers, by you know all the trades, right?
0: Absolutely. So, so if you don't mind sharing approximately how many JVs partnerships have you had over the years?
1: I've had probably approximately approximately like I would say nine or ten. Um that I've yeah, done. Fair, a fair chunk. Yeah, yeah. It's it's usually it's usually clients that want a JV after. After you do it But it's like you're doing it, Manny. I want to do it with you. Yeah. We're already your client and we already trust you. And you can't say no. You you know it's uh good. You said some really important words there
0: that are so true and I resonate with with them. Um, people do business with people they like, they know, and they trust.
1: They trust, yeah.
0: Right? It's so one of those three, or typically all those three. They know yeah. they like and they trust you. So they do business with you, or two out of the three, or or whatnot, right? And you mentioned yeah. those two. And it's so important for people to have that to join venture with you, because obviously, you know, I'm not sure how you structure your JVs, but, you know, you have the sweat equity and you have the capital partner, so to speak. And obviously, I'm assuming you're the sweat equity guy and you're the brain. Most of the time,
1: most of the time I'm the sweat equity guy because I'm doing it every day. We're doing it every day. right? We're, We're realtors. So
0: let me ask you, let's jump back into it. Let me ask you this, because I get this a lot. Um, I get it a lot when I'm talking to potential JV partners and maybe you do, or maybe you don't, but you have a conversation with a JV partner and the JV partner says to you, so Manny, um, um, yeah, I really want to do something together. I like you, I trust you, this and that. Um but I just don't understand why I'm bringing all the money. Like, I know you said there's a capital partner, a sweat equity partner, but like you got no skin in the game. I got all the skin in the game. I'm bringing all the money. You know, I don't think that's fair. I think if we went in 50, 50, then yeah, I would, I would do some business with you. What do you say to that?
1: So what I say to that is, um, it took a long time and a lot of stress and pain and you know experience to go through what i went through to learn what i've learned and to connect with the people that i've connected with um when it comes to money um like i said earlier you can attract money i've i've attracted multi million dollar jv's by Being who I am, knowing what I know, and having the trades in my pocket, that could save us 20 to 30%. So to me, if if someone were to say that to me, I would say, okay, let's sit down and let's talk about all of the things that I'm going to be bringing to the table. I'm a realtor. I'm an investment-focused realtor. I run the numbers. I deal with the trades. I manage the trades. I stay on budget. I deal with any fires. How much is that worth to you? I asked them, how much is that worth? Is that worth the peace of mind to know that someone's dealing with everything? Is that not worth your money? So I I, I put it back on them to kind of be like, hey, you're right. Like, I'm not really having to worry about anything. Yes. Now, if we're 50-50 partners and you're putting... 50% in and I'm putting 50% in and I'm doing the work, then you're going to have to pay me. Then it doesn't really make sense, right? You're going to have to pay me because what about that time that, I'm putting, that energy, you know, that all that extra maintenance and all that extra stuff that I'm going to have to do. So it's not going to really work beneficial for you um, in that regard. Right. So I, you got to try to make them understand the pros and cons and it usually happens with your investors that don't understand the concept of it. Um, it doesn't really happen with experienced investors. I've met with million-dollar uh investors, and and you know what they say, Adrian? They they say to me is like, I, I'm just they're pretty much betting on winning horses. Is is can Manny be a, a winning horse? Does he look like a thoroughbred horse? Can he get us there to the end point and can he get us? What we're looking for, the projections. So they understand they have to invest in people, right? But it's the newer investors, you got to make them understand kind of like the kind of work that happens behind the scenes, right? Um, I don't think that they really understand that. They don't grasp that. So you have to kind of go through it with them, right? Uh, What are you going to do if this happens? Are you going to wake up in the middle of the night? Who are you going to call? You're going to end up calling me. I'm gonna have to take care of it. So, so they gotta just understand how much work is involved. Really, once they understand the work that's involved, they'll be like, "No, no, no, I'll be the money partner. <laughs> right. I'll be the money partner. You be the working partner, and we, we, you know, we'll appreciate that, you know, in the long run. And most people do appreciate it after they understand how much work is involved with it, right? Um, and I love the experience of it. I do because the experience is priceless. It's priceless. The 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 head the the headaches that I've gone through, the troubles that I've gone through, I've learned so much from architectural drawings to, you know, criteria that you have to have to driveway to everything that you li- you gotta learn through the process. Dealing with contractors and there's a the, the biggest component of this is dealing with contractors, Adrian. If you've never dealt with contractors, if you're trying to flip a property. You're gonna get taken. You're gonna someone's gonna take advantage of you. You know, uh, if you're dressed fancy and you're coming in a fancy car, contractor's gonna take advantage. Like that's, that's the biggest value there. Having someone boots on the ground that's from that city that knows that city. If the contractor's from the city, they can't BS you. So I find a lot of my Torontonian investors they get BS, They used to get BS a lot by contractors in the city, you know, and there's a lot of price gouging happening, right? Where something would cost $100 and they'll charge them $250. And our, the, the investor would think that's a great deal because they're basing it on Torontonian price. They're not basing it on Hamiltonian price, right? So, so there's a lot of things. It's, it's, it's like a layer of protection having a, a working partner with you. Um, I think Anybody that's getting involved, you definitely need to partner with someone that's doing it because they have the team, they have the connections, and they're not going to allow you to get hurt. You know, like if the skin in the game is I'm putting my time. Time is more valuable than money. You're never going to get time back. You'll get the money back. You know, like and to, to your point, I'll tell you about a situation where we're losing money uh, on a property that I flip that we're supposed to sell. Market. You know, went belly up. Investors are like sell, sell, sell. I don't care about a 20000 dollars loss. Well, wait a minute. I do because I put all the time, energy. I spent how many months running around? I don't just lose twenty, thirty thousand dollars. I lose seventy, eighty thousand dollars for the time and energy that I put in. So, so th- this is the kind of stuff that you're gonna have to deal with when you're dealing with JVs, but as long as there's a open line of communication where you understand each other and you talk frequently, it'll be like, okay, this is what's happening. That's what's happening. But I'm dealing with it. You know, you have to have that open line of communication. So I don't know how your experience is. I'm sure you've had lots of experience with that too. Um, where some JVs just don't understand. They just don't understand. Uh, they think that, uh, you know, things fix themselves on their own. And they don't know that, you know, you had a hand to play with that. Or, right? like, plumbing, there's an issue with plumbing. I dealt with it. There's an issue with electrical. I dealt with it, right? Like, and, uh, and that's the thing. It's all about relationships, Adrian. If you have good relationships, people will kill for you. People, will, like, I, I have people that, will, if I call them at 5 in the morning, they'll get up out of bed and they'll do things for me. Because they know that if they take care of me they'll be fed and they'll have business forever and, and and that's the kind of relationships that i build that's the kind of relationships i want to build with with networking with with people like yourself and other people that are in the industry and you know maybe we can help each other and Absolutely. that's and that's the best way
0: you're also you're partnering with an expert at the end of the day and you touched upon it when you started uh answering the question You've been in this game, you've been a realtor for X number of years' been an investor for X number of years so you're bringing not only the sweat equity but you're bringing you know 10 plus years of experience that has cost you a lot of money to to acquire over the years the ups the downs, the goods, the bads, and everything in between that now you're you're the teacher bringing all this experience above the sweat equity, you're bringing, what does that worth? It's like, you know, if a plumber comes in and he fixes that tap, he charges you a hundred bucks and it took him two minutes. You're right, he charged you a hundred dollars for two minutes worth of work. But maybe, have you ever thought about it? He was able to complete that project in two minutes because he's been a plumber for 15 years. So it took him 15 years to learn how to do that in 2 minutes. You have to pay for that. Exactly. So if you're coming exactly. to the table with, you know, 10 years plus of real estate investing experience, that's worth a ton of money. a ton of money just to the money it could save you from making all the same mistakes, right? So you're exactly. coming to the table not only with your sleeves rolled up but with an abundance amount of experience that's, you know, worth a ton more than you know oh you, you don't have any sweat e- sweat equity in the um sorry any skin in the game and whatnot so i i agree with you obviously there's always two ways to look at something um but on on our um, side the other thing the, to la- the, table.
1: The, the, the last thing i want to uh, the last point i wanted to mention is if someone wants if someone wants milk They'll go to a convenience store and they'll pay double. You know why they're paying double? For the convenience. They're paying double for the convenience, right? They know it's cheaper if they go further, but they're wasting time going further, right? So you got to kind of weigh time, money. What, what means more to you? As, as an investor, they all, as, as anybody, time is money. Time is double money. So if you could save time, spend your money, and you know as an investor, if something's wrong, and you know you can wait till Saturday to get it cheaper, but you got a tenant moving in tomorrow, you're going to get it done now. It's going to cost you, but you're going to get it done now, right? Because you got a tenant moving in tomorrow. So you got to weigh the pros and cons of time and money. And the the huge thing that... uh, the sweat equity guy brings it's their time, their experience. And you touch you knit the nail on the head with the experience of the time. Time is so precious. Like I've, you know, being a realtor for 12 years, I've missed so many things that I wish I'd never missed. I miss birthdays, parties, you know, spending time with my wife, my fiance at the time, you know, getting in trouble, getting yelled at. Like it, you know. I put in all that time for my clients, that energy, like people only see, um, the, the beautiful soul signs and, you know, the soul riders, they don't know how much work has been put into that. Um, same with the, with contracting, like the contractors do such so much work until they get it to the final point. But when you do the final walkthrough, all you see is the final, you don't really understand what it took to get there, right? So, so that time is so valuable. You'll never get it back. It's, uh, you know, if you could save your time, spend the money, you'll make the money threefold back. Um, I'm a fond believer in that. You'll make the money like back in, you know, my earlier days. I I was like, no, 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 spend the time, you know, do it. But now I'm just like, no, your time is more valuable. Spend the money. And have an expert with you and believe in their expertise and their experience because that's what they're bringing to the table. So you hit the nail on the head.
0: Absolutely. All right. How do you navigate the ever changing real estate market with flipping properties? So, I.e., do you still flip in this market? And what strategies? have proven most effective during market fluctuations, in your opinion, or what are you doing in this ever-changing market to make the numbers work, to make deals happen, so on and so forth? Are you still doing flips? Are you not? What are you
1: doing now in this kind of a market? So we've paused off the flipping right now because the numbers they don't make any sense uh, at, at the current interest rates. Um, We took a, a step back from the flipping. Um, I actually, we got caught with a few Um, where the market was doing really well last year. We were buying and some of them, we didn't even have to renovate. We put it back on the market three, four months later, selling for a hundred thousand more, 50,000 more. It was just a, such a lucrative market last year where everybody was making money. And it didn't even matter if you ran the numbers or not. You were just, the market was going like that, right? Um, so my partners and I got, they got a little excited. We got a little excited, but instead of buying two or three, we bought four or five. And we got stuck with a few of them. We took a loss. The first loss I took in 12 years recently with the because I never took a loss before. And I took a loss on a property and and a few other properties we're holding on to. But the ones that I'm holding on to, I converted to duplexes. So they're kind of covering themselves for the rent. Um, but to go back to your question, how do you navigate? The way you navigate is if you make it a, a multi-unit and you could just withstand the storm, as you said, right now is a tough time in the market. and Withstanding it is... if you know, if it covers itself or if you're negative a little bit, right, it's okay because there's going to be, you know, light at the end of the tunnel. I think that with the population coming in, um, not enough housing, the green belt, there's so many factors working in the favor of an uh, investor that has properties. It's just withstanding the storm that we're in right now. I haven't seen anything like this in 12 years. Um, My whole real estate career i haven't seen anything to this level um so it's it's new to me too and learning to hold on is i think going to be very very tough for a lot of people um i think in real estate you lose money when you panic and uh you panic and you sell or you panic you buy and you don't you don't take the time to do your numbers or make sure that you're uh you're making a safe and sound investment or you're selling off something. So I think that right now, if you can hold on with the multi-unit, you know, paying for itself, that's the way you should do it. But in the long term, like flipping right now is out of the question for myself, unless I find something that's a phenomenal deal. Um, But it's not like it was, you know, you renovate something beautifully and list it a little bit lower and, get a bidding one it's not it's not there anymore um definitely
0: not 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 great you, right
1: you got to shift your strategy to a whole you know buy and hold
0: yeah all right <clears throat> just out of curiosity because everybody's probably wondering obviously you did a ton of flips or uh, a number of flips in your career how many of you would you estimate you completed big small whatever how many do you think you Taking part in over the course of your career?
1: Probably around 26 to 27.
0: I mean, um, obviously you got there's no stranger to the flipping world, 27 the, flips. No, uh,
1: I've done I've done for myself, I've done for my clients, uh, I've done for my partners. Um yeah. so yeah, and one of one of the flips we got really fortunate. I met a client. And uh we bought a property very cheap, four hundred and thirty thousand at the start of the pandemic, and we renovated it for, for eighty thousand. We sold it for eight thirty. We made the front page of the newspaper. Her first very flip, first ever flip. She Amazing. quit her job. And uh I got a lot of great phone calls from realtors. Like, how did you do that? And that was the start of when it was just starting to get going. At the start, like uh may 2021 it just started yeah. to fly yeah so uh, it's anything is possible if you have the right team adrian if you have the right team and they have the right connections and they know what they're doing you, anything is possible you just have to you know gain their trust gain the, the jv's trust you know that's the main thing they like you i've always said this to my agents i have Small team, and I've always said this to everybody: people are not going to work with people they don't like. It doesn't matter what they know. You can be the smartest person in the room; they don't like you, they're not going to work with you. You know, so if they like you, and you're personable, and you and you have knowledge, and they, you know, you gain their trust. That's it; they're going to work with you, and they're going to have a long-lasting relationship with you because they feel like they can call you and tell you anything, right? And right. that's the kind of relationship that I build with my clients and and my team and also with my, my partners. Because if, if they're not open to tell you everything, then they're going to keep it inside and then you're going to have big issues, right? So you want everything to be out the open. So uh, going back to what you said with, with the flips, I've done quite a few. I remember buying properties at 78000 <laughs> The good old days. Uh, our first flip was like seventy thousand dollars on Harmony Street, <laughs> like yeah. many many years. Ago. Yeah, and I see that house actually sold for five something now. So, yeah, yeah. so it's yeah, it's I've seen the city change, but back then you were making that like you're making you're lucky to make forty fifty thousand dollars on the flip, right? Like you're you're happy, right? You're mm-hmm. you're making like the amount of money you seen last year the year before which was like two, 300,000. It was, it was pretty crazy. Um, especially if you're doing duplex flips. Yeah. Duplex flips were were doing really well. Like I, I seen duplexes actually go over a million dollars last year. And I was like, wow, I I couldn't believe it. So, but, uh, if, if I was getting started again, doing it again, I would have probably held a lot. of I wouldn't have flipped them. I, uh, I, did, I wasn't aware of the birth strategy. <laughs> you know, you learn, right? You learn later on, right? So once you learn, then, you know, knowledge is power, right? So now I've kept a few of them through the birth strategy. And buying and holding is the way to go. If you can somehow refi it out and get 80 or 70% of your money, you did well. You've done well. So, Awesome.
0: Well... <clears throat> Last question. We're just teeter-tottering on 40 minutes. So time yeah. when you're just kind of going back and forth. But um, obviously you're, you're successful now in the way the world views success in, in real estate and real estate investing. So congratulations to you for that. Um, you. But when you, Manny, see and you picture and you think more to life, what is more to life? when Manny visions that, what do you see for Manny?
1: I want, I want my, I want freedom of time, time to spend with my kids. I have a newborn and I have a four-year-old and missing things with them is like, like, what is it all for? At the end of the day, it's all for your family, you know, your wife and your kids. And, If you can't be there for those special moments, you know, what are you doing really? So more than life to me is about family, friends, being able to do things you enjoy outside of investing, which is like sports. I love sports. I like a few years back, I started playing hockey again. I miss hockey. You know what I mean? Like these things like, if you just work and non-stop work, and, you know, it's a passion, of course. There's no end to numbers, Adrian. There's no end. Like, you can make so much and then you'll be like, want more and more and more, and more. And then it becomes like, it becomes greed, really. And um, what is it for at the end of the day? It's for your family. You're trying to buy freedom, really. at the end of the day we're all trying to buy freedom we're all trying to buy time that we can spend things with our family or our friends or going on a vacation or going on a boat or buying a boat right Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: so when you say more to life to me it means spending time with my loved ones and working another 10 years I've already told myself I'm working another 10 years and then I'm out I'm not going to be doing what I'm doing now because that's why I'm going so hard right now because I don't want to do this in another 10 years beyond the 10 years, right? I want to I wanna be doing the things that I really, really enjoy. I really, really enjoy investing. I really, really enjoy real estate, being a realtor, but being a realtor is very, very taxing. I know that you're a realtor too. <laughs> it's very taxing because you're kind of on call and um it's it's okay when you're single it's hard when you have small children it's hard when you know you're married it's hard when there's family vacations booked and you know you could have a team you could have all of that and uh, that's what I'm trying to build better delegate um a lot of the stuff but it's taxing if, if you know if, if you want freedom it's taxing so when it comes to more to life, it's about family. At the end of the day, everything we do is for family, I think. For me, it's all about family. As long as they're good and they have everything that that I never had, you know, my kids are happy. And they run to me and they say, Daddy, I missed you. You know, that that's what it's about. At the end of the day, that's what it's about. doesn't matter how bad of a day I have. My kid runs to the door and says, Daddy, I miss you. I love you. It just you forget about it. Right?
0: Absolutely. <laughs> so, Absolutely. Amazing. So, Manny, thank you so much. How do people get a hold of you if they want to do business with you? Uh, pick your brain on Hamilton and 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 everything else to go with uh investing and JVs and so on and so forth. How do they find you?
1: So they can uh, they can look me up on Instagram. It's manny. Realtor. Uh, my phone number is 905-745-9966. It's on there. You look it up on Instagram. Uh, we're pushing all media stuff a lot. We have a podcast, the real side of real estate, which I'm gonna have to have you on, Adrian. I'll have a chat there. Um, so we're pushing the social media. I have a team, marquee team, marquee real estate advisors on on uh instagram so you guys could look us up there but uh no it was a pleasure to be on uh, i appreciate your time and thank you for having us on having me on yeah. and it was fun and can't wait to have you on ours <laughs> yeah man no thank you November. for being a
0: guest and i'm yeah, sure yeah. people will take value from it um just the kind of casual fireside chat we had it's like 43 minutes wow like That's time awesome. flies but um flies. yeah thank you Thanks for sharing Yeah, thank you for sharing your story and your experiences in the investment world, and we'll catch up soon.
1: Thank you so much, Adrian. Thank you. Take care.
0: Cheers.